us by name hallelujah he knows us by name hallelujah thank you lord thank you jesus hallelujah thank you lord we give you thanks father we bless you lord it's not by power it's not by might it's by his spirit says the lord it's not by power <laughs> it's not by might it's by his spirit thank you jesus thank you lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to your name. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You know, without him, we can do nothing. Do you know that? Without him, we can do nothing. It's great to see you guys back. You know they were just they just got married. We want to welcome them back. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> my God, my God. Thank you, Jesus. I have a burden on my heart. I've been struggling with this for the past week. But at the same time, I was struggling in my head. You know when you've got so many different ideas that sort of like swarm around in your head and it's like how do all these things come together every time I come up here you would probably start to notice a particular theme that runs through it that's the only message I preach it's the only I'm a, I'm a one track pony <laughs> right and it's always going to do with God in us and God with us as a community of believers and what God wants to do through us always it's always going to come against us being separated and us, us connecting with one another always and when I say connecting with one another I don't mean just hello brother hello sister mwah, mwah. and then back into our disparate scattered individualized lives amen Hallelujah. Keep playing, man. Keep playing. Can someone give a lotion of seat, please? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I really feel this morning, there's there a couple of images. So when, when, you, when, you, when you spoke earlier, let me pray before I get in trouble. Father, in the name of Jesus, we invite your spirit here. We can do nothing without you. Lord, if you don't speak, all our words are empty words. They're clanging symbols. They're, they're entirely without power. But Father, when you embody your word, lives change. <coughs> Lord, you enact that which you speak. You make happen that which your desire is. That's all we desire this day. Father God, that we grow that much more in you that more of Christ emerges more of, more of him we see more of him our desire is to see him that we would decrease and that he would increase that's our heart's desire father that the man Christ the God man will walk this earth that his light will shine through his church Lord that's our desire this morning, every impediment to that happening, we command to be removed, to be lifted. Every 
every veil from our hearts and from our eyes shift now let the light of the glory of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ shine through this morning because we <laughs> off and of ourselves we can do nothing but with you we can do all things for that Lord we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus name I woke up feeling completely dry this morning well actually for the past week I've been feeling dry hallelujah and I was really really concerned Lord what have I got to share with your people if I feel so dry <laughs> but that's why we've got a body right we do what we can and when we enter into the fellowship of his body others then come and then they supply that which each part requires that's why it's called a body and that's why the body needs each other and that is why we cannot function without each other number one number two we cannot function on a superficial level with one another <laughs> talk about relationships relationships are the hardest things to walk through or to walk in ask any married couple the period of of courtship is fantastic it's brilliant because you live separate lives really and you present your best parts it's when your universes collide that's where the real test comes into play <laughs> so you better have a good reservoir of that funky feeling yes have a good reservoir of that and protect it because that's what's going to keep you afloat when times get rough and trust me they will they will you're suddenly going to find out that there's certain things you didn't notice before certain things you didn't see before certain things that begin to you know get on your nerves certain little tiny little itty bitty little foxes as it were that start to know at the vine you with me it's not a it's not a bad thing it's just a thing yes guys come on you hey 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 because i'm starting to feel a little bit isolated out here right Am I telling the truth or not? Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one. So if I'm the only one, let me know so I can go pray and repent. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Right? No, I'm just saying. I mean, because I'm feeling kind of isolated right here. I'm feeling like I'm the only one who hasn't prayed enough. Right? Relationships are hard work. Amen? Thank you. But they're worth it. <laughs> they are worth it. That's the bottom line actually of my message. So you can go home now. No. As we were worshipping, there are a couple of there were a few things that dropped in my heart that I just want to just throw out there. First, it is very important that you realize there's a difference between who you are and what you do. 
There is a difference between who you are and what you do. And believe me, you need to know the difference. I'm a preacher. That's what I do. And I do that, well actually, I'm a preacher, teacher, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. That's just our labels, right? At the end of the day, there's labels. That's what you do. That's what God graces you to do. But that's very different from who you are. Because at the end of the day, someone walks up to you and says, who are you? You have to be able to understand what it is, what that is for yourself. That I am first and foremost a child of God. That I am bought and redeemed. That heaven stops when I cry. That Father stands up and looks down. That his eyes are always constantly on me. That he loves me with an everlasting love. That he will never leave me nor forsake me. That he guards me like the apple of his eye. That I am precious to him. That is who I am. That I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. That I am seated with him in heavenly places far above the mess. Principalities and powers and rulers of this dark world. And all that mess right here in the context of our consciousnesses here. Right? All the lies that we sometimes dovetail into. That I am seated far above that. You with me? There's a difference between who I am and what I do. The problem with not recognizing that is that I might get cocky on the basis of what I do. I'm the preacher man. I've got my name in lights. I do what I do. You know what I'm saying? You know, things happen when I do the business. People fall under the anointing. Things happen. I make money. I make... I enable things to happen. Do you understand what I am saying? In the world, I am something because of what I do. Hallelujah. What happens when that's taken away? Eh? Hallelujah. I'll leave that with you. Our strength and our power lie in our relationships as a church. <laughs> I was just thinking, just during the service, I was thinking just how much. Do you know? You know, you go, you walk into a Jewish quarter. We have rehearsals at the moment in just near Stanford Hill, rehearsing one of my plays. And it's a Jewish quarter. Now, how do you know it's a Jewish quarter? Right? How would you know it's a Jewish quarter? Any, any ideas? Yes, but how do you know they live there? How do you know Jews live there? Yes, they've got the hats, they've got the beards, what else do they have? They've got shops, they, you can see it in the way they dress, you see the way they carry themselves. It's manifested, there's an aura of Jewishness about them. Well, actually, this is the same is true for Muslims. Isn't that true? Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, the same is also true of Hindus. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Or Sikhs. Yes? Or? Or the Baptists, as they say. How do, you go, how do you know Nigerians live in a place? You can tell. Oh. 
What is the distinctive for a Christian community? <laughs> we don't have a uniform. No, we don't have it. That's true. We don't have a uniform. By their fruits, you shall know them. What fruits are we talking about? Yes, but how does that manifest itself, my brother? Does righteousness just jump out of our bodies and just, oh, look at me, I'm righteousness, I'm righteousness, I'm righteousness. No. The things that separate us in the context of the kingdom are silly things. In fact, they are actually rational, mental things. We call them doctrines. I've, please, don't get me wrong, I don't have any issues with doctrines. Doctrines are teachings. They enable us, they guide us, they show us essentially what we believe. And Sikhs have that. And Jews, and Hindus, and Muslims, and Dingbati Batis, as they say. We have a, a body of work that helps us and guides us within the context of what we do. They don't divide us. It's in a Christian context that I find that we're divided on doctrinal levels. Do you know what unites us? Do you know what unites us? Yes! It is an anomaly. It's abnormal within the context of the Christian community for us to be divided. Because in Christ all things consist. This is what scripture says. It's an abnormally for us to be divided. Husband, wife, brothers, sisters, fellow believers. I don't want to say church because if I say church, that's like a very defined thing in your heads. No. God doesn't call us church in the sense in which we understand church as buildings or somewhere where we come and we gather. No, the church is us. If we move out right now into that garden, that's the church. The called out ones, the ecclesia. We are the ecclesia. But we are the ecclesia if we are called out together. So we hear the call of the master and we gather together. We hear the same call identifying with one another and obey that call and when we come out together as one body we hear what it is the head of the body has got to say to us and we do that so we have roles and functions yes but we have lives that we live shared lives that we live together unfortunately or I don't know whether it's unfortunate, but it seems unfortunate to me. We want to do church, but we don't want to have the relationships. We don't want to do the hard work. We don't want to know about the details of your life. I don't want to know. That's your business. <laughs> Guys, we cannot live like that. There will be no access for his power through protected lives. It's my business. It's your business. It's my privacy. It's my private thing. It's my life. It's my... No, no, that cannot work. Because the body interflows with one another. Our heart's desire should be not that my business is my business, but God, Spirit of Truth, show me, reveal to me what vulnerabilities I must allow in my life in the context of what we call community 
That's why I don't use church. I use community because we are a community. Whether you like it or not, church is very e easy for us to distance ourselves. Oh, we're going to church. Hello, that's my church member. Oh, that's a congregant. Oh, God, we just such great words, but they're dividing words. They are alienating words. Amen? Oh, come on, people. You either disagree, if you either agree or you disagree. It can't be, it, it, it can't be both at the same time. Well, it could be, I guess. But you've got to give me something. Do you agree? Do you disagree? <laughs> okay, let me read some scriptures. Maybe if I read it in the scriptures, then you'll believe me. Okay, so, so you don't believe me at the moment. Uh, I left my glasses over there, so uh, excuse me. Hallelujah. God is good. Jesus lived a vulnerable life. And he showed us that that vulnerable life, that vulnerability is the only way we're going to live. How will you do it if you know that somebody that's got your money is a thief? Your accountant is a thief. Right? And you entrust the funds of the company to him. I mean, shoot up your hand, anybody here who would do that. Hello? As you, you would do that? You know your accountant is a thief? And you keep him in charge of your business? Because you put the meat in the mouth of the... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, the, the Bible says, John says of Judas, that he was a thief and an embezzler. Right? But Jesus entrusted him with the funds. Now, apart from color hair, of course, everybody else will not entrust their funds to somebody they know is a thief. Apart from Kola and the Lord Jesus Christ, of course. If you don't give him, he will cause trouble among others because he sees himself in others. I will take it from him and give it to somebody else. And he will cause trouble. And well, at least I know he won't steal my money, right? <laughs> my point is, my point is, okay, let's, let me give you another example. You know that this person is going to stab you in the back. And when I say stab you, I mean literally stab you in the back. And you hand him a very gild, a gilded dagger and you say, that's my gift to you. And you turn your back. How many of you would do that? How many of you would do that? Oh, but that's exactly what Jesus did. And he says that we are to imitate him as their children, right? Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Really? No, we want relationships we can keep at arm's length. Took a, tri a trip to France recently and we saw this fork. This, uh, <laughs> it's a, a telescopic fork. So one of these gift shops, right? A telescopic fork. And as soon as I saw it, I said, that's what you need if you're going to dine with the devil. Right? It's one of those. How many of you will not live with it, with as in that sort of context at arm's length we live at this point in time with each other at arm's length 
And God is challenging that. All I'm doing, I'm not saying all of a sudden that everybody goes to everybody's house and jump into each other's businesses. And No, I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying what God laid on my heart. And I, in fact, it's actually different from what I actually laid down to, to preach this morning. But I had to trust him that he would do and say what he wants to say. That's what was prayed for me. And I accepted that prayer. Thank you also, Trevor. That is what's on God's heart this morning that I want to bring to you guys. And to throw out the challenge. To see maybe you will take it up. Because if you do take it up, it, is, it will take us to a deeper level of vulnerability and power in the Lord. You know why? Because you can't handle power. I'm talking about kingdom power. With, with self-sustenance. With, with self... I'm in charge. No, it doesn't work. If you, if you want more power, you've got to be more vulnerable. The more power you want, the more vulnerable you've got to be. Jesus said that, didn't he? If you want to be, if you want to be the, the, uh, the, the, a leader, you've got to be the servant, right? If you want to be the great, you want to be great, you've got to be a servant. If you want to be the greatest, so he qualifies it. If you want to be the greatest, you've got to be a slave. So it's in direct proportion to where you really want to be in spiritual terms that will determine how you operate in the context of the natural. But you can't do the two. You cannot do the two. You cannot be great and then lord it over everybody else. That's the way it works in the world. But it will not be so with you, is what Jesus said, in the context of the kingdom. We've got to understand that. We don't vie for position. We give it away. We don't vie for what is my benefit. We vie for what is for the benefit of the other. And it is completely, absolutely and totally counterintuitive. It is not human to do that. <laughs> but that's where the power is. <laughs> that's, that's where the power is. You remember what Jesus said? Because for the glory that was set before him, Jesus, he passed through the cross. He looked through the cross. But you can't get to that power, that which is now named, King of kings and Lord of lords, seated in that high place, in that place of glory, without passing through the cross. We're playing games, guys. Our hearts, we desire more. You know that. And I know that. We, we sense there's more. Can you imagine you're, we're walking, walking over a mine we know is full of diamonds. We know it. It's not like, I mean, the survey's been done. They've come back with the reports. We know it's there. But we don't want to get our hands dirty. Oh, it's too much heartbreaking work. Oh, all the dust. Oh, it's going to be an income. Oh, it's all right. Let's just pick that which we can on the surface. Let's just do that. It's a lot less hassle. Because by the time we start digging, we're going to upset the neighbors. There's going to be dust, pollution, pollutants in the air. People are going to be upset with it. No, 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 it's much better. Let's just scratch on the surface for that we can change people's lives. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that there's somebody here 
I don't know whether it's a male or a female. I have a sense it's a male. Might be a woman. The Lord wants to scoop. He wants to scoop hate out of your heart. He wants to scoop it out. Hate. Slash bitterness, maybe. The Lord wants to reach in and he wants to scoop it out. And he wants your permission to do it. You've been wronged. You've been hard done by. And in real terms, you have every right if we're going to go on the basis of justice. This is what this person deserves. If we're going to go on the basis of justice, that way, the way that you feel about that person or that situation is justified. But it will kill you. It will poison your entire being and poison everything around you. God wants you to give it up. He says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. You know the, you know the great thing about God? <laughs> Guys, listen. You know the great thing about God? God loves people. Good, bad, indifferent. He loves them all. All. Bible says that he causes his rain to fall on the just and the unjust. Now, no, no. If I were God, I would want everybody to know the difference between the just and the unjust. So when you're walking down Bourne Street, you can tell, aha, that's one of them. Because you can see the showers of rain all over them as they walk, everywhere they go. And little, little, you know, little shards of lightning just go, and going all over the place. And then the others, you just see sunlight as they go. So that's another one of me. That's, we understand, yeah, you know, we, are, we see each other. I see you, I see you. We would love that, wouldn't we? It will help to make the difference. Things will be much clearer. You would know who to go into business with. You see the shrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Oh, he did, he did that to you, did he? You trusted him and he stuck you in the back. What oh? And he would call himself a Christian. He would call himself a righteous man. And he did that? Don't even look at him. He's worse than the dirt under your shoes. And then you take the hump. He's right. That's right. How could he do that? How could she do that? How could they do that? <laughs> he's poisoning you. That's his job. He's a liar and he's a thief. He's always been that way from the beginning. He's a murderer. He's a catalyst that destroys. That's his desire. That is his only desire. That is why God says, I see your hurt. I mourn with you when you mourn. He says that, doesn't he? Yeah. So I partake in your pain. I don't dismiss it. I don't pretend it didn't happen. God does not do that. Do you know that? Do you know that God weeps? Do you know that God weeps? Do you know <laughs> there was a doctrine at some point that used to talk about God being aloof and completely detached from our feelings. That just contradicts scripture. connected to our pain when Jesus hung on the cross did he say ha that doesn't hurt did Jesus say ha that doesn't hurt God is connected to our pain he is connected to our pain why else would he gather our tears why else would he write it in his book of remembrance why would he put it down and make a note of it why do you think he's always journaling you know God journals <laughs> Do you know God journals? Oh my guys, guys, please help me. He doesn't forget a thing. There's nothing that you go through that he forgets. Not a thing. But seeing everything, he says, give it to me. Why? Because I know what I can do with this. Because I know that there's somebody right here who doesn't like you or you and he doesn't want things fixed give it to me he says no don't give it to him you hold on to it hold on to it hold on to it you have a right to it you have a right to your pain to your anger to your upset demand justice demand justice shake the heavens with your demand for justice <laughs> no don't do that don't do that do you remember that? Thank you. Remember that story of that guy, that servant, who owned several lifetimes in debts? Yes? There is no way in several lifetimes that he would have been able to pay. He pleads for mercy with his master, his debtor, who owns everything. He owns him, essentially, because he owns the debt. So he owns everything that concerns them. He owns him, his life, his family, his future earnings, his past earnings, the earnings of his children, of his great-great-great-grandchildren belongs to him, the, 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 the master. The guy pleads, forgive me this debt. Give me a little time, I will pay. He didn't even say forgive me the debt. Give me a little time, I will pay. He said, I will pay. He knows. Several lifetimes he cannot repay that debt. 
Give me a little time, I will repay. How much time are you going to need to pay? You can't pay it. The master knows that. And he says to him, I write off this debt. I write it off my days. My days. He writes off the debt. If you have not been in debt, I mean crippling debt, right? And have that written off, you don't know what that feels like. <laughs> you don't know what it feels like. If you've never been in a position or in a place where you're completely hopeless, there is absolutely nothing you can do to change that situation. Nothing. Nothing. And then it's turned. Jesus says, okay, I let it go. Catch, remember that feeling. That's what this guy felt, or did he? Because the very next minute, somebody who owned he owed him a toppence owned him perhaps a week's pay goes out to him clutches him by the neck pay me what you owe i demand justice i demand justice pay me what you owe forgetting that he had been forgiven that incredible debt now that is evil that is of this guy right here because he did not acknowledge what he had received did he he didn't make any he did he did not allow the import of what he had that what had happened to him to sink in he didn't he didn't really fully understand what had happened did he did he because if he did would he have done that could he not out of the vast universe of blessing that he had just derived from god not eat out a tiny little bit to that person who owed him that tiny debt. God wants to scoop that out of your heart. And he wants your permission. He wants you, all you have to do is to say, okay, Lord, you don't have to feel good about it. You don't have to dance up and do a jig about it. You don't have to do anything about it. All you have to do is to will, to will it. To happen because it's God that works in us both to will to will I will to will your will oh God he that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure God I don't feel it this guy hurt me this girl hurt me these people hurt me they hurt me I hurt I acknowledge it however on your word I release it let God scoop that out of your heart this morning. I beg you, whoever, that is, whoever it is that is, the anger, the hate, and the bitterness, let God scoop that. We'll pray when I finish. We'll pray as because I don't want to single anybody out. But if you know that you have that, I'm saying to you right now that the power of God is here to deal with that. And I, and I would like us to deal with it before you leave this place. The things that affect our lives are not things that come from the outside, the scripture says. They're the things that come from our hearts. They are the things that defile us, the Bible says. They're the things that come from our hearts that defile us. Hallelujah. <laughs> I've completely gone off my script. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to build a community. Communities are not isolated bodies. They're built of families. They are. Israel went into Egypt. Twelve tribes, right? Twelve members, little families. 400 years later, they came out a kingdom, a nation. But they're a nation of families, right? They're a nation of families, right? So when you call them a nation, you still refer to them as families. Because they're clans and tribes and they interface to whatever it is that they do, whatever functions they serve. They've served those functions as family members. Right? Right? Hello? Church is not a supermarket. It's not Quick Mart. It's not a cinema. It's not a pleasure dome. Hallelujah. Okay. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know people have hurt. People have betrayed. I know confidences have been betrayed. I know it's easy for us to get hurt. It is our default to protect ourselves. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us, guys. Yes? Yes? The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And he wants to work deep within us, deep within us, to conform us into the image of Christ. That takes time. And you have to give yourself permission to make mistakes. (laughs) Took 40 additional years to build a Moses. 40 years. Guys, come on. You have no idea what God is trying to do in your life or in our church. It's not up to you. You're not in the driving seat. You might think you are, but you're not. Colin mentioned earlier, we don't want to get in God's way, do we? Right, so let's accept our place. Let's take our place. Let God do what he needs to do. Let's be submitted to the Spirit of God. Okay, let's rise to our feet. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.